Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You think you know me, Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thanks for joining us uh, either on the website or on iTunes or Spotify or Stitched Up. Stitcher. Oh, Stitcher. Sorry, that's, that's what we're doing. Stitch Up's what we try and do to you every week. Every week. <laughs> uh, that was the music of Edge and Christian that bring us into the show, Walshy and Lyle. Hello, boys. Yeah, how you going, Very mate? good, eh? Great to see you. Uh, Edge is coming out for a concert tour with his band, you two, later on in the year. <laughs> the Edge is coming out. Uh, it's debatable whether it's great to see that you two are coming out. You don't like you two? No. I've got, I've got this thing they call taste in music. I'm not a fan of you two either, <laughs> no, to be honest. They had that one good film clip where he's on the back of that open air bus, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is, yeah. the, the convertible mm. going down the street. But other than that, yeah. If you're, if you're not a fan of you uh, two, at Tony on Twitter. Let yeah, know. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Tag the edge as well. Uh, exactly right. Hey, uh, boys, before we get into our interview today, uh, of course, which is with the mighty Cadman, he uh, spoke to us live from Canada. Canada. Was yep. it Canada? Yes, yeah, yes, it was Canada. Too, yeah, when uh, you guys caught up with him a couple of weeks ago. First of all, some, uh, some good feedback from last week's show with Ricky South. Yes, mostly from Ricky South. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard South. I'll, uh, don't want us to get in trouble as well. Oh, sorry, that's right. He has changed it. Y- yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was it was really good. It was fun. Um, you know, talking about all these training experiences and stuff like that. And yeah, he's been around and trained everywhere. And I like that philosophy of uh, consistent self improvement. Yeah. Yeah. So investing in himself, and obviously that flows back through the uh, PWA Academy. So. Hopefully we can get him booked down in Melbourne soon. Yes, definitely want to see him down here. Hey, guys, some really sad news this week, too. And before we throw it to the mighty Cadman, uh, Australian Wrestling and Australian Wrestling Podcast has lost Josh Armour. Uh, sadly, he passed away on Tuesday night. Our thoughts are with Riot City Wrestling, Wrestle Radio Australia Podcast, which he founded, and also his family and friends. And just a real shock uh, with everyone uh, hearing that news over the last couple of days, and uh, if you are experiencing emotional or mental health-related difficulties, please contact Lifeline, Beyond Blue or Headspace. There is always someone there to listen and offer support. And, yeah, reach out to your friends as well. Make sure your friends aren't doing it tough. You know, we're all the best, you know, the best first responders. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've spoke on the podcast before. We've had our own issues and stuff like that, so, yeah, I don't think you can get through without your family and friends, so... All right, let's head off to your interview, boys, with the mighty Cadman. We are joined by Cadman Turner, the mighty Cadman, uh, all the way from uh, Canada. How are you going, mate? I'm good. How are you, boys? 
Yeah, we're going good for a nice and early here with the uh, time difference. What time? Yeah, it be what there? time? It's eight a.m. Yeah, eight a.m. Uh, it just ticked over. It just ticked over six uh, six p.m. here on Friday night. Oh, lovely! Starting the weekend nicely. I don't want to think about my Friday. Yeah, night. it's a, it's a, it's a long weekend too. Oh, even better. Yeah, might might have a might have a long weekend like Brent. <laughs> <laughs> how's the how's the weather treating you there at the minute, mate? Uh, like I was saying before, it's been snowing since about December, um, and so this is probably the first round of like decent weather. Uh, so, so we're sitting in. I'm sitting in the backyard at the minute now. Oh, I can hear birds having chirping. a yeah, having having a beer. Don't tell anyone though. <laughs> um, for for our listeners, where where in Canada are you geographically? Uh, I'm in Toronto, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's a big wrestling town. Um, it is. You the old Maple Leaf Gardens. No. But I, I, they, they don't really wrestle out there anymore. But it's <laughs> it's still cool when you drive past it. You get the Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah, I mean, because you grow up, you grow up in uh, a lot of those places are just things you see on TV. Right. I live. I live an hour from Edge and Christian's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I've driven through that town before. I was just like, I wonder if they're here. But they're not, obviously. Uh, I listen to their podcast. They live uh, Christians, what, in a mansion and edges in the mountains. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right, yeah. Um, I just want to start off, I guess, uh, at the start when you're in, you know, you're in Bendigo and you decide you want to do this wrestling thing because it's been a crazy mm-hmm. journey for you. Uh, how, did it, how, did this, how did it start for you? I gave up, essentially. Um, I was 21, and my only dream and goal ever was to like stand in a ring, like actually stand in a ring, not not have a match, not do anything, just like stand in a wrestling ring. And I got I got to the age of 21, and um, I'm just looking around. And I'm like, geez, like I live in Bendigo. I have no other like I just can't think of anything else to do, and I and no offense to any, any of the other trainers around, but I always wanted to be trained by someone who had done it, like done it at a higher level. Um, then there was an there was an ad in the Benigo Addy, the newspaper, and it was saying there's a wrestling show coming to a paddock in <laughs> Axdale. It was there was a there was a show in a paddock in Axdale. They were filming for a some movie. I think it was called The Tour. Um, great movie. If, if you haven't seen it, it's it's an A-lister. That the one with uh, Eugene and stuff like that? Yeah, all, all the boys. I yep. ended up becoming really good friends with the promoter, Zarin. Yep. He, um, he lives in Cleveland now with his wife, but yeah, I go down to Cleveland every now and then to see him. But anyway, um, at that show, I met uh, Orlando Jordan, and he was – and I'd given up. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is the closest love I get. I touched the ring. <laughs> like I was one of the, I was one of those fans that like you know patting the ring thinking oh, it was really cool. We've all cool. done it. We've yeah. all done it. Yeah, yeah. That's, if you haven't done that, you're not really a fan. <laughs> so, um, so that was me. And then I met Orlando, and he's like, uh, "Is the um, I've actually moved to Melbourne." I'm like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "I'm starting a school, starting in three weeks." And I'm like, "Wow." Uh, so I ummed and hard. He's like, "Oh, you're a big guy. Come down." I'm like I ummed and hard because. Bendigo, for where the, where the ring was, it was two and a half hours, uh, you know, driving there. Plus, I worked full time. Mm. So, for about 
the three weeks leading up to it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's a huge commitment, and I had no idea what I was in for as well. And then I'm like, oh, stuff it. I'll do it. So this was like on the on the Sunday night I said I'd do it. So that Monday I knocked off work and down I drove to Melbourne and I got greeted at the front door because I didn't know where it was. It was just in a warehouse and I can't remember where it was, but it was in a warehouse and I got greeted at the door by one of the, by one of the students, which was Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> so my first introduction to the business was Sketch waving at me from the side of the street wearing a neck brace. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, what am I getting into? <laughs> like, what am I getting into? And uh, but anyway, I went in and met all the boys. And I, like my first class was like JXT, and Sketch, like I said. Chris Trance was there. Chris Trance actually had my first match. Um, but yeah, and then that was, you know, like I said, my only goal in the wrestling business was actually stand in a ring and, you know, I've, I've, I've fair, fair to say I've ticked that off, but, um, <laughs> that's, that was all seven, almost seven years later. Uh, yeah, seven years later I am now. So it's been a crazy ride. So when you rock rock up to the wrestling schools and the one of the students in a neck brace that might have been an old school mentality of we'll weed out the people that really don't want to try and scare you off first yeah the sketch <laughs> obviously didn't take the tip but <laughs> uh, i think they'll give it in the old shoot pile drivers <laughs> um but uh it was good look, i remember seeing you uh, probably four or five years ago on outback championship wrestling uh shows i didn't I don't think I've seen your first match, but, you know, being in the ring with, you know, JXT and, um, like, Cracker Jack and guys like that, and then slowly OCW became BCW. What what are your fond memories of the times back then? Just the excitement. I remember uh, I remember my first ever show that I went to. I was, I was backstage because I didn't know there was an underground, like, wrestling scene in Melbourne. I had no idea because being, being from the country, like Bendigo, Wrestling's not a thing. Like, I was a closet fan. Yeah. So, I'd, you know, I'd run home because uh, Raw used to be on Wednesday. And I'd run home, like, after school or work and watch Raw, like, secretly. So, my friends would message me, like, oh, do you want to come out and do something? I'm like, oh, no, I'm busy, like, doing homework. I've never done homework in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but Turns that's what I was homework, doing. though. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had no idea there was a wrestling scene. Anyway, they, they had the first show. And... And Orlando's like, oh, come along, you know, help with the ring, all that sort of stuff. So I helped with the ring. And then they were reading out the card doing the meeting. I'm just like, oh, I knew I was going to do something because just because my size. I, I knew I thought I was going to do like a security gig or catch a dive or something silly like that. And then they're reading out the thing of like match three, like Cadman versus Chris Trance. And I'm like, oh, like that must have been a mistake. <laughs> and the meeting ends. And I'm like, so like you meant like, like I'm doing something with Chris? He's like, no, you're having a match. I'm like, like my world started caving in, like, <laughs> like I went black, like I couldn't see, like I instantly started sweating. How many training sessions? How many training sessions? I've been there? training at that point, uh, probably about two months. I've been training. And do you have my wrestling thing, gear? No, <laughs> no, I hadn't. <laughs> I had boots. I had boots because he's like, "Oh, I get Orlando's like get wrestling boots. It's good to train in, and you like eventually you will have a match." Uh, so it's good to have them broken in because wrestling boots are really stiff when you buy them. 
and you got to you got to break them in like around the ankles and stuff, or else it's it's tough to walk. But um, so I had my boots, and uh, one of the uh, Jake Navara, <laughs> he had a spare singlet. I ended up wearing this singlet for three years. <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> uh, he's like, "Give me fifty bucks, and you you can have the singlet." So I gave him fifty, and then I ended up wearing some like. These Adidas trackies that travel the world. I bought them in England three uh, three years prior, um, and uh, wrestling in Adidas trackies and a wrestling singlet. And I saved Orlando Jordan from getting beaten up by Chris. And <laughs> that, that that was that was my first match. But in yeah, I, I'm a bit different. As in, I'm so much bigger than everyone else. So you can really protect someone my size by not making me look like an idiot because. <laughs> You know, you put a little like I get beaten up for a bit, and then I just turn around and finish it. That's so that's the way to protect someone like me. But you know, for the I know, especially here, it's it's a lot tougher here to get on shows. As in, there's a more there's a lot more shows, mm. which means there's a lot more shows, which means there's a lot more wrestlers. Yeah. So a lot of people end up like I know people here that are trained trained for two years before they had their first match. Wow. So it's. And that's all. That's preference too. Um, like a lot of like I know people who turn down matches because they don't think they're ready and they don't want to be embarrassed, which is you know fair enough. Good for them. Um, but yeah, not me. I was thrown in well, the best two way, months in. <laughs> best best way to learn is by doing it in front of a crowd. Absolutely, absolutely. I um, whole like, I totally recommend training. Rec- training is the best thing for you. That's where you learn new things and learn how to do the things. But you don't learning. On the fly, doing a rest, doing a show in front of people—that's how you learn bit best, guaranteed. Um, there's a guy in Melbourne who I don't think gets enough credit for his wrestling mind, and I know you've had a little bit to do with him, which is Muhammad Ali Vyaz. Uh huh. Best thing, best thing in Australia, guaranteed, hands down. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the impact he had on you early days? Uh, so when I met Ali, so I I met Ali at that movie. <laughs> in in Axdale, but um, when I when I met him, like when I was in the back, like he, I think I just gravitated because I knew he had, I, like I said, I'm interested in people who can teach me things, and I knew he has done it the way that you know the big companies want you to do it. So I don't see a point in learning another style when the TV companies don't want you to do it. So everyone wants TV. Um, so I just gravitated to Ali and he, yeah, hands down is the best trainer in Melbourne. He has, he has like crazy knowledge. So it's, it's really, it's really interesting. So I was trained by Ali and Ali was trained by Rip, Rip Rogers. Yep. And then I moved to Canada and now I'm trained by Santino who was also trained by Rip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seven degrees of Rip. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's it's just that basic psychology level that Ali sort of uh, tries to get across to people because basic works. Like it, no matter how old it gets, it's been the same thing, and you can do all the flashy moves that you want, but unless someone's selling, uh, someone's selling, or you know, doing anything in between, it's the moves are literally pointless. So I've had the pleasure of watching him backstage on uh, one occasion and just seeing him uh, have input into everybody's match and uh, put the card together. 
It really uh-huh. blew my mind just how smart that guy yeah. is. The first time, like, no, I knew he was great, but it's the one time that I vividly remember what he did. He put this match together, and it was big, big man versus little man. It was one of the House of Hardcore shows. And they were sort of apprehensive about doing it the way he wanted to do it. And then the match went down, and I'm sitting next to Ali doing it, and it was the finish. And they went into the pin, and before the pin happened, uh, Ali put his hands in the air, like mimicking the crowd, and literally the one, two, three happened, and the crowd just exploded. Like he, he picked it, he, he booked it the way he did, and then he picked it before the pinfall even happened. It was like it's one of the most eye-opening experiences of my career, like seeing that, seeing him tell me what was about to happen, and then it happened three seconds later. Yeah, just a step ahead. So. He is, he is, and that's also experience, but it's, um, I think it's a huge testament to being trained the right way. Well, for those who don't know, he broke in with your Randy Orton's and your John Cena's and those sorts of guys. Yeah, he was, he he was in a, he was in a good class. Like I, (laughs) I I saw a class photo with him. He's with Santino, he's with all those guys, like the Spirit Squad guys, with all those people, everyone. Like out of the twenty people that were in his class, like eighteen of them were in the WWE. So crazy, really. Yeah. Now you you mentioned Santino just before. Um, obviously, BCW brought Santino out before he got here. Did you have plans of moving overseas to further your career, or is that something? Yes. Okay. So and then yeah. So my girlfriend and I we were looking for something. Like, the, the moving over here was, yes, wrestling, but it was also for something for us to do because we were just bored living. Like, I don't know if anyone knows, but like being 25 living in Benigo, you've just about done it all. Sorry to our so, Benigo uh, listeners. Spend the weekend in Benigo, yes. you've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but and I, I love Benigo. Benigo is always home, but it's just like, you know, and especially for me, like everything that I ever wanted was – not in Bendigo, unfortunately. Like, so it got to the point where we were either going to move to Melbourne, my girlfriend and I, or we would, but we really wanted to travel, like go somewhere else, go to a different country. Because um, I, I love traveling and I've been to a few places. And so does she. So we're trying to figure, figure out a place and we, we picked Canada and we were going to originally go to Vancouver. Because you love the cold. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we were going to go to Vancouver and it was just closer to the States and I thought it would be really easy to get across the border or whatever, but it's not. But that's not the point. But <laughs> just before we left, Donald Trump got into power and oh, now we're all screwed. At least so, you're white. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're class of the snow Mexicans. So, um, But anyway, so I was going to go to Vancouver and then that BCW show, Santino came out. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm moving to Canada. Uh, You got any advice? Where do you think I should go? And he's like, my school. (laughs) I'm like, oh, fair enough. Where are you? And he said, Toronto, Ontario. Well, he's in Mississauga, which is about uh, 35 minutes from my place. But um, 35 minutes to a wrestling ring rather than two and a half hours. Mm. You know, I'm taking the 35 minutes. (laughs) But um, yeah, and then that's how I ended up living in Toronto. We we're going to live in Vancouver. And like, thank, thank God I moved to Toronto. <laughs> I love, like, I, we went to Vancouver. We spent a week in Vancouver and yeah, we were done with Vancouver after the week. Just, 
there's just so many Aussies there. And that's another reason why we came to uh, Ontario because, like, it's so much bigger. Yeah. And honestly, we, we traveled. We were on the plane for 30 hours. We landed in Vancouver. And then we got to our – we're very high-class travelers. So we got to our hostel, our one-star hostel. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so 30 hours on the plane, I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. Can't wait to meet some, like, real Canadians. Anyway, we get to the hostel and the first person we meet, like, you know, mate, how you going? And we're like, are you kidding? Where are you from? Bendigo. Where are you from? He's like, I'm from, you know, he goes, I'm from Gisborne. <laughs> he didn't have a neck brace like, on, fuck. did he? <laughs> no, he didn't have a neck brace. He didn't have a neck brace. <laughs> but yeah, so we couldn't believe it. And yeah, so once, once that trip was done, we ended up moving out here and it's honestly the best. Like Toronto, like, is probably one of the best cities I've ever been to. I've been to... 20 odd country, uh, countries, 20 odd different big cities. And, you know, it's, it's hands down one of the best, if not the best I've ever been to. It's just got everything you want. And I love it. Like, we just got, a new, we just got another visa. So we're not coming home. So it's great. Um, talk a little bit about Santino's uh, Academy there. Cause it's one of the, it's one of the best outside the WWE system. Yeah. Uh, the building, hands like the building itself is the PC because when I was, I was at the PC two weeks ago yes, um, and I walked into the PC and like, yeah, I was blown away by the size of it and everything. But I'm just thinking like, wow, this is just like Santino's place. This is just like Battle Arts. It's just, it, Battle Arts is just, Battle Arts is just a smaller WWE PC. It's, um, it's got a ring. It's got the big thing with Anthony or Santino. He, um, He's big on martial arts, so he wants you to he wants you to put some realism into it, you know. Uh, put put in some like failed attempts, like watch a Kurt Angle match. You know, when Kurt Angle, someone puts a headlock on Kurt Angle, and instantly he just shoves him off. Mm. That stuff's different. The battle art style is way different. And originally, when I first got here, it was the one of the coaches was Yuki Ishikawa. He was the original. Battle arts from Japan, and you know he he would teach us all these. So I'm I'm six five. I was probably a bit heavier at the time, so I was probably like two twenty five kilos. I'm oh, sorry, two twenty five kilos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big boy. <laughs> uh, so I'm in pounds now. So um, I was probably about one hundred and twenty five kilos. And Toy, we called him Toy. He was seventy seventy kilos. 60 year old Japanese beat up man and he would beat the shit out of me like he would just he would just roll me around and just stretch me out but so I learned a lot of stuff through that so we learned a lot of actual like actual wrestling that actually hurts you <laughs> uh, hurts you a lot more anyway like uh, you just leave black and blue the Canadians love that shit don't they <laughs> oh yeah, some of some of them beat the shit out of each other. Like some of the shows I go to, you watch these people like diving off ladders and like killing each other. Like holy shit! Like grab a hold, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Anthony's style, the battle art style, is just a very realistic style. So because his point, and I think is very on point, is everyone everyone has seen the UFC. Yes. So. Everyone knows what a real fight is. So if we can, if we can portray that we're in a real fight for at least some moment of the match, 
the people will be like, oh, well, look, I know there's something up here, but it's, you know, that thing that they did over there when he kicked him, like, that was real. There's an ambulance helicopter flying over me, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was like, we can, um, you know, if you can trick, not trick them, but if you can get them to believe that that one instant of the match is like, wow, like, I know there's something going on, but what they did there, that, that was real. That's, 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 the climate that we're actually in now it's you know you gotta you gotta get the fans to buy into something which then make them believe that it's worth suspending their disbelief so and and how long did you have to were you at the academy before you had your first match in canada i was probably there about a month yeah there so like battle arts is definitely a great great finishing school yep so i definitely recommend if you're going to come here have experience under your belt already uh so know the basics because anthony is great at finishing so he'll he's good with obviously he's great with character um he's one of the best yeah but uh you know and he's just like finishing touches like i was saying like the failed attempts like i know there's a lot of a lot of green people here like that start at Battle Arts. Nothing wrong with that. It's just it might take them a little bit longer because some of the stuff he says is so advanced in the fact like, you know, you got to – we're doing get it again, for example, or, you know, we're, we're going over finishes and figuring out how to do finishes or, you know, we're going over the shine. Like, you know, fail on that headlock six times before you actually get it so it means more. So someone's just starting out, a lot of that stuff can go over their head a little bit until they catch up to the speed of knowing how to work before, you know, yeah. before you actually get into it. But don't, no, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not shitting on him at all. It's, it's great. And I highly recommend coming. Yeah. But if it's, you've, if you've trained in a school in Melbourne and you've, you've had your first yeah. few matches, that's the time to sort of, you think. Yeah. There. Yeah. If you, it was a couple of years, like I was in, I was wrestling three, oh no, five years, I think by the time I end up moving here. But yeah, if, you, if you, you've got a couple of years in, like I know uh, Sam Osborne in Sydney, he, he came over here and he was two years in when he came over here. Um, and he, yeah, he, he shined. Same with Gishinda Singh from Impact. He, he went to Lance Storms. Like yep. he, went, he moved to Canada, went to Lance Storms on nothing. Um, and then from there, he moved over to Toronto and came to Battle Arts. So it's definitely an amazing place to learn. Uh, and the facility, you're not, I don't care what anyone says, unless you're at the PC, you're not going to get anything better than gym wise than this place. Yeah, I've seen some pictures. Fantastic. It looks amazing. Yep. It's fantastic. Um, in Australia at the moment, like, because the, there's a, a bit of a boom period in indie wrestling happening here, and we're always, uh-huh. we're always comparing it to the UK and, and the boom there, but everyone forgets about, you know, North America as a, as a place to wrestle. Uh, not, there's not a lot of Australians doing the North America thing. Do you want to no. talk through, you know, some of the the challenges and the benefits of, of touring around uh, United States and Canada? Uh, yeah, there's... I personally think coming here is the best just because you're closer. Mm. To, well, see, when I first came here, the uh, NXT UK had just started, I want to say. So uh, how long ago did NXT UK start? Like two years ago? Yeah, probably. Uh, that, uh, 
I think they had the tournament a couple of years ago, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so so the actual performance, yeah, the performance had opened not long ago. Yeah, very recently. Yeah, so well, so that ha- that had happened when I was here, um, but the thing with WWE, they're always looking for something. They're always looking like they're always looking for feeder systems. So that's just what happened with the UK, and the UK is so dense. And that's the good thing about going to the UK. It's so dense as in, you know, you drive three hours, you're in another country. Yeah, it's like an old school uh, wrestling territory from that's back, right. back in the day. Um, where here, it's just, especially in Canada, it's just so big. Like, it takes you, if you were going to, from where I live, if you were going to drive to the west, like Vancouver way, it would take you three days to get out of Ontario. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's just so big. Um, but yeah, and, and then you go into the States and, when you're in the States, it's just every town, there's just some sort of wrestling show. And that's the thing. It's just, there's more wrestling, which means there's lower quality sometimes. Yeah. Um, like you're wrestling in some armory hall and you're always just going to get that fat J brone that takes a dive off the, off the top to the floor and misses, <laughs> but it's, that's what makes it great. And, uh, so I'm assuming that you're going around and you're seeing like a lot of the guys that you watched on TV years ago on some of these indie shows. Uh, yep. How long before how long before you actually get used to that? So I was very lucky within with OCW. Um, like when we started doing, I think my first OCW show, Paul London and Brian Kendrick run, but that was in Ballarat. So I've been exposed to the stars since OCW days, so I'm lucky in that sense. But in saying that, it took me for three, four years to <laughs> get over. Oh, actually, how long have I been wrestling for? Seven years? It takes me seven years. <laughs> and there'd still be guys now and again that you're like, oh, my God, it's such and such. <laughs> yeah, like I met, I met Pat Patterson last That'd be year. Cool. It's just, just surreal. Like, yeah, the best finish like, guy like, in holy, Yeah, like, wow. And he's giving me advice on, like, what to do for the finish. That's amazing. Like, what's what's happening here? (laughs) So that's that. That is the stuff that you just don't get anywhere else. Like, I guarantee, I guarantee you, Pat Patterson's not coming to Australia. (laughs) Like, so that sort of stuff is what you are like. So lucky here. The thing that pisses me off here about, uh, especially Canadians, is I feel like they're lazy in a sense. It's like they take it for granted. Um, like how easy it is to get on Monday Night Raw, like as an extra. Mm. It's like you just you just send in an email and you're on. Like it comes to town and you're on. Yeah. It's like I didn't know that was a thing. Like until I got here, I'm like, how? Like it must be some sort of like strenuous system to get into these extras gigs. But not like <laughs> the first Monday Night Raw I ever went to, which was two years ago, um, in Toronto, and I was. I'd been at Battle Arts for a week and me, me being an idiot, I had no idea. I emailed Canyon Seaman. I'm like, Hey, like I live in Toronto now. Like, is there any extras gigs? He's like, sorry, the extra gigs are filled up like months in advance. I'm like, <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Sorry. I had no idea. I thought he just booked it the day before, like an indie show. Yeah. But it's, um, anyway, I, I was talking to one of the boys there and I'm like, Hey, uh, you going to roll? He goes, yeah, I'm working it. I'm like, what that happens and he's like yeah yeah anyway i'm at raw and i'm telling my girlfriend we're sitting in the crowd i'm like oh hey well one of the boys from from battle arts he's he's booked as an extra like it'd be cool if you see him and no shit within 30 seconds 
he pops up on the big screen, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a, he's got a, he's got a match with Jason Jordan. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, so extra work, enhancement talent work. He, uh, he, he was the match. Uh, everyone was chanting "Jobber" to him. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I Did just you start couldn't believe chant? it. Did you start that? No, I didn't. I didn't. I had the sign though. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's so that's one thing that I think they take for granted here, especially in Canada, like being so close to the US. Obviously, being in the US is probably the most ideal because you don't have any visa issues or anything like that. Yeah. But the Canadians are so close to everything. Yeah. Like probably. My friends, my friends. Parents tell me, yeah, I used to go to Maple Leaf Gardens and watch Andre. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's just like amazing, like how close they are and how much stuff they get here. It's that's that's what irritates me a bit here. Is they just definitely take it for granted. Yeah, I think uh, probably you get complacent because it's uh, it's right there and it's always been. It's the norm. Yeah, it's yeah. the norm for them. Whereas for us, we yeah. have we get a house show and people get excited. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first house show I went to. Rey Mysterio was the first wrestler I ever saw, and his fireworks. This was back in the day when they used to do fireworks yeah. and stuff. And his, his fireworks hit, and I just cried. I'm like my tears, my tears filled up in my eyes. I'm like, Whoa, what's happening? Couldn't believe it. But then here, like, my friend, yeah, you know, I was watching Scott Steiner versus Triple H. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when WCW came to town. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> he wasn't at his best but you know <laughs> nah um, but still you uh you had your tr- you had a a big tryout recently with the wwe you um the one of a few times a year they get a, a whole heap of guys in um first i want you to compare it to your tryout you had when you were in melbourne <laughs> what was the difference it's different <laughs> i feel the tryout in melbourne uh, yeah, it was a tryout, and yeah, it was a great experience. And they they obviously saw a few people, like they saw Jonah. Jonah was ready for two years, and eventually they took him. Um, but for the rest of us, I feel like it was just more of a it was more of a participation thing. It's like come down, it's a good experience for you, um, and leave. And they were just all over Demi, so they signed Demi <laughs> out of that one. Yeah, well, she's, so Demi was always she's Demi was always player. the one that we we're going to go for. So they're all always after Demi, um, and then they're very interested in Jonah Rock at the time. And then they are apparently told him just to stay ready, and he stayed ready, and now he's there. Uh, but then the difference with this one was just it was next level. It was the day, real deal. Oh yeah, night and day. Like I'm in Toronto, they fly you in, they put you up in a hotel. It's they feed you, they give you shirts, it's, yeah, it's, and then, yeah, and then you're at the PC, for example, like, and everyone's there, like, we had three coaches at the one in Melbourne, Yep. Uh, and then this one, we had everyone, like, everyone, plus all the talent that were helping out, so, yeah, oh, and, like, the big difference here was, like, the biggest difference was, like, the one in Melbourne was, like, a day, if yeah. that, like, it was probably, like, four hours, um, but, the one in Orlando is four days. Like the flight, they fly. They flied me in on a Wednesday, and then I flew out on the Saturday night. And how how far in advance did you learn that you had the um, the tryout? So I had a whisper. I we heard a whisper about me because Anthony's been pushing for me for a while. Um. So uh, we heard the whisper in December, 
um, that I was going to get one. It was just like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, he'll get one. And that was it. So, like, for a month and a half, we were emailing them, like, hey, like, is this actually happening? And, like, just get no reply, no reply. I'm like, oh, like, I'm actually getting, like, we can't even get a reply. Like, I stand no chance. And then on my birthday, February 12th, they actually emailed back saying, yes, don't worry, he's going to get one. That's your present. So, yeah. And then, and then from then it went quiet again. And then it was, I heard usually they give you eight weeks notice, like official notice. Yep. That you're going to get. We got five. So it was pretty rushed, as in, like, from the official invite yeah. to. Um, to the actual tryout, it was five weeks instead of the usual eight. Um, so, yeah. So you fly in well, the first day when you walk in. There's, there's what? Tw- is there twenty of you? Ah, uh, no, there was forty of us. Forty of you. Um, For, yeah. What's that like? How many of them do you know? Uh, I know Jake's T was there. Yeah, I, I knew. I'm terrible with names, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I knew Jay. I knew Jake's T, and I knew one of Rips. Uh, Randall Floyd, he um, he he's trained by Rip Rogers. Yep. I knew him just from Twitter. Um, then that's it. Like Eva Lee was there. Yeah. She was. She was probably yeah. the biggest the biggest name there, probably. Yeah, but it goes to show me like I had no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm bad with names. No offense, everyone. But um, well, she's worked in Australia a few times in the last twelve months. Yeah, see, I was gone, so you can't yeah. blame me. No, you can't blame me at all. <laughs> um, yep, so Jay was there. Jay, I knew, was going to be there, and then I ended up, I ended up being on the same flight as... Um, yeah, I'm just drawing a blank. Um, James Wilder, yeah. the NFL guy. So I was on the same flight as him, and you know, he, he, he lives in Toronto now too. He's placed with the CFL. But yeah, I knew him, um, but then and there was... You know, so there's 41 of us. 48 got in. Uh, so 48 got invited. 41 showed up. Then, um, I think about 35 finished it fully. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few like huge issue with cramping. Yeah. Just the heat and the amount of the amount of sweat. Um, and then when when we're learning to bump, so a lot of like the athletes that have never taken a bump before, like hit their head and stuff. Oh, yeah. So they just so they just pulled them out of that. Um, then one of the girls like messed up her ankle running the ropes. One of the big boys, he was seven foot tall, four hundred pounds. Jeez, he was blown up just talking to me. He was he <laughs> like <laughs> he, he was he was a big boy. Like, he he was huge, and yeah, he he they don't they don't expect they know they know what they have expectations of certain people like and those big. Footballers, the NFL guys, they don't expect them to be, you know, cardio guys. Yeah, whereas they you expect guys them to be working every week. Uh, is it right? So they, they, yeah, they they put us under more pressure, and it, it sucks going in if you're a wrestler because they put way more pressure on you because you should know all this stuff. But yeah. then they also throw out other things that you don't know. Um, uh, and then yeah, so he 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 was dead and. But the yeah the warm up the warm up tested a lot of people out. I don't think a lot of them. See, I'm lucky because I had had done ninety percent of the stuff already at the previous tryout. Even though we only had a day tryout before, the day tryout they sort of crammed everything in into one. Yeah, and you knew what to expect. So we, right? And I, 
yeah, I knew what to expect. I know people are there, and so I had a few, I had a few hints of what was going to happen. So I was, I was very well prepared. I shocked myself how prepared I was. Like the bag drill, the bag drill could quite possibly be the worst thing you could ever do. Like it, it broke a lot of people, including me. Like, so I don't know if everyone knows, but it's the bag, bag in the middle of the ring. You get you hit the ropes, drop down, get up, drop down, hit the ropes, drop down, get up, drop down, hit the ropes. That's one, and you have a minute, and you have a coach in the ring screaming at you to keep going. So the record for my ring was six, I want to say, and then I got five and a half in my ring. Um, and then you get out, you have about thirty-five to forty-second break, but in that time, you have to be getting out of the ring and getting into the second ring, okay. ready. Yeah, and then the whistle blows, and then you're out, you're off again. So in the second ring, I think I got four and a half. It's so there's a trend. There's a trend here, boys. I'm, I'm dropping off. <laughs> <laughs> and then same thing. You get a thirty second break, forty second break, and then you're into the into the third ring. And then the third ring is the third ring is when everything that's when your lactic acid that's down. when your lactic acid's building up. Yeah. And I learned a lot about like my body, about what you can do as well, because my brain was saying no. Yeah. But like it was saying, do not get up, do not get up. And then somehow I just like, I was not getting up, but my body was getting up. It was, it was very odd. I've never experienced that before. Cause it was like, wow, like I'm not actually moving, but somehow I'm moving because I'm trying not to get up, but I'm getting up because I have Terry Taylor. I've got the red rooster in my face screaming, get up. And it's, yeah, and then you get out of the ring and they're like, good job. And like just all this emotion comes over you. Like you're proud that you did it. You're proud of like you made it to this part. Um, and then obviously you think you're on your deathbed too because you can't breathe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, the, the bag drill was the worst thing that we did. And we did that on the we did that on day one. I expected to do that on day three or day two. No, they're trying to. And when trying I saw the people yeah, out. yeah. When I saw when I saw it in the ring, when I saw them put the bags in, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I wasn't mentally prepared for it. So I was I was terrified to do it. I was just afraid that I was going to suck. And I went all right. So. And I mean, there's a lot of Aussies at the performance center now. Does is that helpful? Yeah, it's it's it is helpful. It's it's it's, it's weird. It's like I don't know. Like I don't know if there is too many Aussies there now, or they want more. It's it's very strange. Like we saw Elliot Sexton there and Jonah, they they came in to the tryout. Um, I think yeah, Sexton's going to be money over there. I think <laughs> he's a big boy, and they they like the big they like the big guys. He's also a good talker. Yeah. So that that's I asked like. Uh, do you think they want to do an NXT Australia? And like, we don't know. Yeah. Like, who knows? No, they. I know. I know a fellow who got signed recently, and he got signed in November. Um. Well, they said they were going to sign him in November, and then he didn't get another email for, until four months later. Yeah. So it's like they don't. There's no rush. The thing about WWE is they have what they have what everyone wants. So it's like, well, you can't rush us because go away. <laughs> so, and um, how uh, how's the climate and among wrestlers changing with AEW starting up? 
we haven't, where I am, we haven't been affected by that as much. Uh, yeah, there, there's talk about it. I did a, I did some stuff with Billy Gunn on the weekend. Um, but we haven't, yeah, we haven't really, no one has like reached out and said, Hey, you're interested in going to AEW. It's, I, I still think it's more of a, there was a few, there was a few people that got signed that I know from here. Um, I forget their names, so don't ask me, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, they, yeah, we haven't really been affected by that, by that thing. Like we, like I said, I was with Billy Gunn and he, he barely even spoke about it. So. And I know if everyone follows your Twitter, you're big on soul, uh, goal setting and stuff like that. The last few years yeah. you've got you, gotten yourself into really good shape. How, how do you stay on top of that? and restructure your goals to keep moving forward? Instagram. <laughs> no, it was, well, yeah, so I have an online persona. Like my, my online persona is, it, it is me. It is me, but it, it's also hammed up a bit. It's like the thing about Instagram and social media and that sort of stuff is I don't want to do it, but it's part of the job. Yeah. So daily posts, hashtags, all that sort of shit. You have to do that, unfortunately. And oh. where that's where other... Even we have to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, you know what? WWE, look. And WWE had seen my social media already. Like they said in the email, yeah, we've seen his, we've seen his Instagram and stuff. Like it's good. So that's just a sign for everyone just to keep posting. Yeah, like, yeah it's annoying, but you have to think of it as your job. Well, I'm assuming you're doing this podcast shirtless right now you know, to, uh, yeah. to keep up that persona. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I've got the shirt off. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I had my baby all taken off me when I was coming back from the States, so I don't have any. <laughs> oh, those bastards. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the whole goal-setting thing, it's – I personally think – like, I know once the tryout was done, now I'm in the waiting stage because you just wait. Yeah. Just waiting and waiting and waiting until you hear something. Uh, well, you hear yes, like sometimes you just want a yes or a no, but it's, but you know, it's not that easy. You just got to wait. Yeah, the worst um, is the not yet. <laughs> right, right. So I'm literally like, you have this huge like dump of momentum just end. So because I was building up training for the tryout, like working out 15 times a week, um, ring, ring stuff, gym stuff, whatever. So I was killing myself in the gym and then all of a sudden it's over. I'm like, how, like, I don't, I have no motivation, no motivation to even go for a walk now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very tough to, that's, and that's also why I like doing social media stuff because it keeps me accountable. Yep. It's, um, I post all these ridiculous things shirtless. <laughs> it's like, wow, I've got a, so I've got to a sort of, shirtless. Uh, that's right. So I've, I've kind of got to keep continuing backing it up. Or else, I look like an idiot. So, because I've said it once, once you say it online, it's it's sort of game over and it's out there forever. Um, yeah, I was talking to Jax T the other day, and uh, he told me to ask you about gallons of water in the US. <laughs> the, the jugs, <laughs> I love them. So you can't get them anywhere else. It's like these gimmick jugs that you always see on Instagram, like the big white like milk jug sort of thing. They're four liters or a gallon. And I, I, every time I go to the US, I, uh, I always stock up on my gallon jugs. But <laughs> you can't get them in Canada. They're these big like handles on them. They're just clunky and ugly. 
but it's yeah the I'm big on my gallons. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what's in, what's in the future? Hopefully, you're not just treading water, waiting for the email. I know Battle Arts, they're moving on from just trainee shows. They're they're starting a promotion now. Uh-huh, yep. Is that is that uh, something in the short term future for you at the minute? Yeah. That's. I think that's going to be really good. It's exciting because Anthony obviously has connections. Um, so what Anthony wants to do is Santino. Sorry, what he wants to do is um, is create an, another Evolve. Yeah. Basically, so he wants to be the next Evolve, um, and he's pushing for his school to be another like PC the North, um, NXT North. North he wants to call it. So. That's what WWE told him that he has to do, I think. So yeah. that's that's what he's going to do and make make another promotion. So it's great for us because we now get the rub because we're going to – the thing, like, we have so much access to, like, impact, impact people. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's good getting the rub of other people and, you know, it's, it's all perception. <laughs> Perception is reality. So, if, you know, if you've got me working with a star, just by default, I'm a star. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I'm, like look, at, look at Conor McGregor, for example. Like, he got rich four years ago. Like, he didn't get, he didn't get, it wasn't like a long career. It's, he made himself rich by associating with other rich people. Yeah. Like, it's pretty simple. And having a boxing boxing match against a boxer when he's not a boxer. <laughs> That's right. Like, go figure. <laughs> um, Give me a hundred million. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, where can people find you on um, social media? Uh, my Instagram is at the Mighty Cadman, and I'm pretty sure my Twitter's the same at the Mighty Cadman or at Cadman Turner. They can find you. They just Google you, yeah? <laughs> Google, like, I'm all over the place, so don't worry. You'll, and, you'll um, find something. When when this is live, it'll be, uh, we'll uh, have tagged all of your socials in our socials, so people should be able cool. to find you through that as well. Thanks a lot. It was really good, good to have a chat to you and um, find out where you're at. Yes. No, thank you for having me, and I hope you can nurse that hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm improving slowly. Okay. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. All right. Thanks, boys. And that was the Mighty Cadman. On the turnbuckle. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. And welcome back, part two of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Good interview there with the Mighty Cadman guys and. Uh, that opportunity that he got with him and JXT and, and all those other people at the NXT tryouts, just amazing stuff. Yes, and I just love seeing someone bet on themselves, go overseas, um, do the North American thing. We hear a lot about people doing the UK and Europe. It's great to see uh, someone having some success in North America. Yeah, so when uh, Santino Morella come over for BCW... Uh, a couple of years back, I think it was. Uh, it was a BCW yeah. or ACW? I don't know. They're yeah, all the same. BCW, I think it was. Um, yeah, he um, he went over there for Battle Arts Academy, and yeah, he's on the bigger and better things, and good on him. 
Speaking of JXT too, we should mention, uh, great to see the post during the week that him and Shazza McKenzie are teaming up for her final appearance over uh, overseas. Yes, she's gone a long way to tag with JXT. Yeah, just a <laughs> interesting. Fly over there. That's no, good. Good to see the Aussies. Shaz XT, I think they're calling themselves. Yeah, that's a great great name, actually. It is a good name. Now, that was the music of Ted DiBiase that brought us in. Before we go on to why we're playing the music of Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase, Tony, what was that bullshit that you posted on social media? What bullshit? Um, complaining about me in that video that you posted uh, last week before the show went up. The, the promo. Cracking the sad. Getting the sads. It was a promo for the show, mate. And then not putting the show up the next day. No, we had some technical issues. <laughs> if, like, you couldn't get the mask off? Some would say you are the technical difficulties <laughs> that this show is experiencing. You, you, you build yourself sympathy as the cutting that promo, and then you turn around and heal everyone the next day. Oh, and the next day, <laughs> people were angry. <laughs> You take that as a positive tone, and actually, people are listening to us. So, and they were, they want it on a Thursday afternoon, mate. My sincere apologies to everyone. We did have some uh, computer issues; they have now been fixed. Thank you, Apple, for doing that for us. But I oh, seriously wait, you paid them to no, do no, it. No, no, I didn't. They oh. fixed it for free. There's a cable or something that goes from the keyboard to the motherboard in my Mac Pro, and apparently, it's known to where. And I seriously could not type anything. Everything I so typed your was, keyboard was broken. Um, we didn't have graphics last week because Alexis's keyboard is broken as well. <laughs> Both our keyboards without sympathy. Um, that was a good promo, though. Now, we had the... Well, you say it was a good promo. I, I was attacked. I felt unfairly attacked. Why? I don't think it's unfair. That no, I would have thought, thought it was unfair at all. I'm the baby face of this podcast. That's exactly uh, what a heel would say, Tony. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm the star of my own story. Now, why a uh, Tony? Is that your phone again? Uh, his no, keyboard just computer. went on him. <laughs> so, Lyle, why did we play the music of Ted DiBiase? I'd like to know. I have no idea. I don't know. Well, she's just playing his own money, thing. Money, well, there's a reason. Money, Is there? Money. What's happening... Friday night in in Jeddah. Oh, because <laughs> we're not allowed to say exactly what country it's in. We're going to say Saudi Jeddah. Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saturday morning our time. Yeah. A.m. Well, everybody's got a price. Uh, good lead in. I'm pretty sure that's what you wanted me to. say. <laughs> You're tipping your hat to me. <laughs> we we rec- we. Yeah, I'm the clever one who comes up with it. You can't even deliver the. Oh, line I missed rehearsals I, I, today. When sorry. I allow you. <laughs> when I allow you to. That was a nice little setup. That yeah. Um, yeah, good luck to people that are going to get up and watch it. Um, it does have the um, 1500th uh, Randy Orton versus Triple H match on there, so it's got that. Wow. Yeah, that's. I'm only in it for the 50 man battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good 50 man battle royal. How are they going to fit 50 men in the ring? Wow! Yeah, do you think net- that they'll draw a Joker card? And I can't <laughs> believe I can't believe that they haven't brought out the son of the Iron Sheik for these matches. Yeah. Son of the Iron Sheik's American. I don't yeah. think it'd work nowadays, yeah, right. Tony. But um, you know, going back to you could fit fifty men in because well, you know, maybe back, not in the eighties. Well, could. they brought back every other wrestler who's wrestled <laughs> the last forty years. So. They brought Goldberg back to SmackDown, so yeah, no pyro as he walked out. A bit well, disappointing. Yeah, mm. they don't but do I do. I, I've got to say, I uh, kind of enjoyed seeing him and Undertaker face to face. I'm going to enjoy them walking to the ring. I'm probably not going to enjoy the match, but do yeah. we have an issue with it being called Super Showdown? Yeah, I feel like I, I feel I feel a little bit slighted, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Now, what am I meant to do with my my uh, super commemorative t-shirt and my my hat that I've got? Yeah, well, people are going to think I was in Jeddah. 
No, no, just say you're a Jedi. There's I don't a know, I don't know what that means. I don't have, what's that? Uh, but I would have thought yeah, they could have come never seen Star Wars. No, you've never seen an episode of Star Wars. No, I'm not a fan of Shatner. Never seen Harry Potter. He's he's not even in Star Wars. Star Trek. Oh, is that Star Trek? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I only like real stuff like That's wrestling. Right. He's never seen Lord of the Rings. No. He hasn't seen anything. I, I got it. I, my brain can only suspend disbelief so far, Tony. I've and never, seen, game, I've never so, seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Hey, you wash your mouth I have out not, of it. I have you no, you, you only like real things, but you like Game of Thrones. Well, that's a different, Tony. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the dragons. Um, so you like a Joey Ryan match, but <laughs> not Luke Skywalker. I'm, I'm telling Chris Fresh. Anyway, Super Showdown <laughs> is on at 4 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, good luck if you're going to get up and watch I'll it. I'll probably just be getting home, Tony, so yes, I'll be, be watching it. From kittens or something. <laughs> At my age, it's cats. They've grown up. NXT TakeOver 25, boys, what did you think? Amazing. I still haven't watched the main event. Is, oh. that, is that bad? But the rest was oh, that's really right. good. I know that was, you know, was that match of the night for you yourself? Well, it's a Johnny Gargano match. Yeah, so you just locked that in yeah, before. It was, so I've, I'd already given it's it my, six stars. Yeah. I like, it's like a Meltzer match in the Tokyo Dome. i already given it six stars before it starts. Yeah, I've had, it's been busy last few days, last week of great wrestling going around. And, you know, Johnny Gargano is in it, so he's my match of the night for sure. I really enjoyed the women's match. I think it's the best women's takeover match in probably 12 months. Yeah. Um, and we saw a different side of Io Shirai. Um, Shane is a great champion as well, great heel champion. Yeah. Probably ready to go up and do what she's doing in NXT on the main roster. Yeah. Just be a bully. I think uh, if she could be like the main heel on Raw and then have Charlotte as the main heel on SmackDown, I think that's money. Yeah, and um, did Kyle O'Reilly upset the agent of that ladder match? Because uh, he was a crash test dummy out there. He, you know, his he back was... didn't come up well on uh, a couple of those spots. <laughs> Opening his stitches in his hiding. back, and you know, hey, they all worked hard. It was how creative was the finish spot of the I, I ladder never, match? I've never seen anything like that. The spear through the bottom of the ladder, and then the leapfrog onto the ladder from from the um, side of the ring. Uh, he's he's a great athlete. Yeah, and the, the way they shot it, you couldn't, you didn't see it he until he appeared. actually landed. Yeah. It was really good. Well done. So it's a takeover, Tony. Yeah. Five or six great matches on it. You can't go wrong. Yeah, always always great. Um, I, look, I, I'm ready now for takeover to go to six matches and have a second women's match on it because I feel like the the one my one criticism of NXT at the moment is that the secondary women's story doesn't exist. Yeah. So I think it's time to have that second women's match on the card. Yeah. And it's not going to devalue the show. The, the in-ring talent is there already. It, it, so. Amazing. But like, why isn't Candice LeRae wrestling matches on takeovers? You know what I mean? Yeah. When I go over to the States later in the year to watch NXT <laughs> War Games, Keeps I'm going to enjoy I think that's single. I think, I think that's the thing that I'm going to enjoy more in the four days because Raw and SmackDown are crap now compared to NXT. Yeah. Well... T- TV tapings are a bit different, but of course, you know, you're going to see a, a takeover. Takeover will be the best show you've ever been to in your life. I yeah, live. I, I think so. Especially that those War Games matches, since they've brought them back, they've torn the house down every time. Yeah. You're not going to be disappointed, Tony. Mm, no, I, no, I won't be. Yeah, I can tell, mate. Yeah. Put, your, put your hands down. Now, Tony. Now, I want to talk about John Moxley you always again, because to... he's coming up against Juice Robinson in New Japan Wrestling. So he's put a photo up on Twitter about him uh, training at the New Japan Dojo. Now, have I seen John Moxley before, Tony? 
I think you have. <laughs> Wasn't he doing Ambrose? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you just he asked really that is. last I week know. to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to get into it like what everyone else has been doing, but he's done a number of podcasts. Uh, recommend anyone who's into pro wrestling and is worried about the WWE product to probably have a listen to the Talk is Jericho yeah. podcast. I don't yeah, want to... I only hear a bit of that. That sounds really enthralling. Yeah, it's it's an easy listen. It's um, I don't want to go into it and break it down because I'm laughing that some people have actually been recording podcasts to talk about what was said on another podcast. I don't want to fall into that trap, but go yeah. listen to it. That's good, Tony. Chris Jericho doesn't speak much. It's like yeah, a correct. venting process. It's thing. good shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, don't worry. You'll sign up for Omaha Steaks afterwards, Tony. That's for sure. I don't think we have Omaha Steaks over here. It's on the website. You Surely they ship it. Or you'll get some. What is going what on What's going on with your phone, oh, Tony? I wish I knew. <laughs> it's two weeks in a row. That'll be Gino Gambino ringing up uh, to say, Tony, can you please apologise on my behalf for infecting the entire New Japan wrestling crew? With yes. the flu, yeah. So he's come from Australia from you know the start of winter. He's gone back o- over there to finish off you know commentary for the uh, Super Juniors, you know, which he's done a, a great jo- job. He's taken the uh, the flu with him, the swine flu. Yeah, look, I f- I feel for my close personal friend Gino Gambino because I had this flu a week and a half ago, and it is. You look like crap too. No, I look like crap all the time. Yeah. But I looked worse. Like it's cold sweat material. I just thought he was it over again, Tony. I thought you were just come from a death match. You look that bad. Yeah. Um, I think he's trying to take credit that he gave Gino no, no, we, the flu. We, I definitely didn't give Gino the flu. Um, I'm not taking that for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, the roster's gone down with the flu and they're calling it. The Australian flu, <laughs> and Gino's apparently patient zero. But yep. you know this could happen to anybody. And and if you think about it, they are coming over at the end of the month. So he's building their tolerance up now. Yeah. Basically, a he's a living with... flu shot. That, that's clever, actually. Well, well played, Gino. Well done. Very well done. New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors Dominion. I tell you what, that Juice Robinson John Moxley would be a headline match on what's well, on tonight. Yeah, but I'm as saying, we speak, yeah, exactly. But Will Osprey and uh, in the Super Juniors final is probably the big match of the night, isn't it? Uh, it depends. Yeah, of course, that's the the final of the Super Juniors. Shingo versus Will Osprey. Uh, Shingo went through undefeated. Will Osprey had a couple of losses and. You know, he's been tearing the house down every single night. He's got his working shoes on, that's for sure. I think he's the best wrestler in the world at the minute. Um, it's going to be a great match. I don't see Will Ospreay winning. I see Shingo going through undefeated. He's never been pinned in New Japan, even in tag matches and stuff like that. So, you know, I think uh, Shingo's going to take it out. And Will's not going to lose anything of it. And he's, uh, you know, he's untouchable at the minute. And obviously, there's no point in us breaking it down too much because it'll this show will come out and the match the shows will already have been. But um, Dominion is on Sunday. Yeah, so it's been it's been a pretty hectic few weeks of uh, a lot of great wrestling. You know, you got Takeover and the Super Junior Finals, and then you know Moxley wrestling uh, Juice, like you said, Tony, which is another big match, exciting for all of us. And then Robbie Eagles is in a three way tag. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, so that's um, sorry, so it's a three man tag. <laughs> yeah, six uh, man, I believe. Yeah, it's a six man. You call it, you know, three, three on so each side, Tony, which is six. Yeah, Robbie Eagles, 
and the Bullet Club there with ELP. So interesting. Yeah, something might happen storyline yeah. wise. Yeah, Speaking of the Bullet Club, we've got some big news coming up in about 10 minutes' time. Stay yeah. tuned, yeah. folks. <laughs> we might have to get to it earlier. The they way this show's going. They're not going to change the channel. I'm sick of it. I'm <laughs> getting sick. And then, yes, Dominion on Sunday for us. So, you know, you got Okada versus Jericho, which is, you know, yeah. what Jericho's been able to do with himself in the last 18 months is amazing. I'm actually not even across the Dominion yeah. card, but I know that you recorded, you uh, big leagued us and went out and recorded a preview for Dominion. Am I right? Uh, yes, I did with the oh, with uh, Greg, Greg the over B+. there at the B. Plus. You know, I did say to him, uh, different to what we normally do breaking down matches and reviewing shows we just on this show we sort of take the piss out of each other and say hey we like this match go watch it and well, tony and i actually don't do that no, we're, no. we're quite serious and Very you serious. i take the piss you act like a clown <laughs> tony's the one running around with a mask on cutting promos how do you know that tony doesn't do that in his home life all the time well yeah well fair enough all right they've, the family's got a gopro now so i think we're going to see more of those things <laughs> So, uh, it's going to be good. Keeping up with the Shebekis. <laughs> good luck with that. Imagine the ratings. Oh, oh ho- holy Shebeki. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's going to be great, Tony. So, yeah, big week of, weekend of wrestling for us, you know, MCW show we're going to go to, and then Dominion on a Sunday night. Beautiful. Very good. A PCW Mayhem, Welshie. What was it like? Hey, Lyle, you said you were coming to this. Yeah, I, I was there. You I weren't that. there. Did I say last week I was going to be there, Tony, 110%? You did. Yep, and yeah. obviously there must have been a ticket snafu. We couldn't sit together. So I actually didn't run in the Welshy or our other wrestling friend that we go with. But yeah, was I was waiting room. out the front of my house. You said you were going to pick me up. Yeah, that might have been an oversight. You know, the uh, Out of the 150 wrestling events we've been to, that's the first time I haven't picked him up, Tony. If so. ever I say to you, I'm going to pick you up, watch out because you're falling on your head about five seconds later. More like you'll try and kiss me. Um <laughs> PCW was a lot of fun. Jaw. There's uh, there's about Thanks, five there's, dude from there's, Brooklyn. there's five or so guys on the PCW roster who are as good as anyone in the country, and I'm not just talking about like Lucas Daniel, who's you know who's their champion. Guys like uh, Sammy Falcon and Ryan Rapid, uh, Edward Dusk, um, but my main boy Royce Chambers. Yeah, you've been big on this guy for a, a yeah, long time, yeah. right? Yeah, he has. Like, I, like, the first time I saw him wrestle was when we did our live show in Geelong. And uh, he came up, introduced himself, and since then I've sort of been keeping an eye on him. But it's the only live show we've ever done, too. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, we weren't invited back. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there, so. Yeah, you were, would you? No, no, I wasn't there. I was overseas, Tony. Oh, that was the other dude. No, you were You were in the state. I was in, oh, that's right. I had that thing. <laughs> Jay. Yeah, Jay. That's What's his name? <laughs> Dead to, once you stop doing the podcast, you're dead, dead to, to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Royce uh, has even the last, even since I last saw him wrestle in December, has improved tenfold, and he's doing some things that I didn't think could be done. Uh, he's definitely, for mine, he's the he's the the next Stevie Philippe. Well, well you're not one. one to give high praise. No, but I don't like yeah. people. You tweeted or Facebooked or something the other day saying, if you see a card with this guy on it, go and see it. Well, Lyle, I think, sent that. That's why, but I yeah. definitely... No, the, 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 even uh, the though he wasn't did. at the show. Yeah, well, I, I seen, did you say that? I don't I think he's the, even seen Royce wrestle before. But. No, I have. I've I seen the uh, the GIF of... Or GIF? How do you say it? GIF. GIF. It is GIF. Um, the shooting star press into the Meltzer driver, mm. as the kids are calling it. And... Yeah. That was just one snippet of the match, and obviously, well, she's rave reviews of it. So yeah, and another friend who's 
uh, opinions. I know your respect on on uh, super indie matches. So super, super I wasn't indie there. matches. Um, they yeah, said so, friend. So definitely uh, get and see him. Uh, if especially, I know they're not announced, but I know he's got some interstate trips coming up. So if he's near you, go and watch him um, because I think the sky's the limit for him. PWA running Green Label. Yeah, that's a uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So that's the academy shows. Yeah, we spoke to uh, Ricky South about. Um, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just went. No, that's all right. I think he just fell asleep then. Tony. No, 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 no. he hasn't so, had his pills. So yeah, you know, we got the public holiday on Monday, obviously. So that'll be on. OVO. Is it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. I haven't seen that announced. Oh, OVO. Man. Hopefully I haven't put the pressure on them. That's we just the OVO, it's called. Uh, I, I haven't seen that announced. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I've gone early. I apologize. Um, we have interviewed Lobo, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, so, yeah, but it's a good opportunity for the uh, younger performers to get uh, to get seen and get in front of a crowd, but it's also a good opportunity for some of the workers who are only getting small spots on the black label shows to to get a longer match and and be yeah. the stars of that sort of green label show. And um, it's five pm, so it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So you know, like guys like Kai Drake and um, Sam Osborne, you know, they can be in more high profile matches. You know, just fast track their development a bit quicker. So, but you know. yeah, good luck to PWA. I think it's a really good thing. Can't complain with more wrestling, Tony. Now, tensions are rising at MCW, and that's a real shame because this is a, a good promotion and we would hate anything to bring no, it no, down. that's the name of their show, Tony. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you get a bit worried there, mate. I was, actually. You, you've, you're going there on Saturday. Yes, we are, too. Look, very much looking forward to it. We've got some great news to bring you in about three minutes' time. No, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be at the end of the show. <laughs> we'll be 110%. Stick around, don't go anywhere. But um, just announced is... A special uh, debut oh, on yeah. the of a young up and comer. Yes. Yeah. There was. Well, there was. I mean, uh, he's not. He's. Uh, he's one of the. He's one of the most buzzworthy wrestlers in Australia. Matty Wahlberg's going to be making his MCW debut. Uh, yeah. He's wrestling Mike Burr. That's interesting. Yeah, Mike, Mike Burr. Yeah, yeah. He does get a lot of the younger talent first up, so he'll, uh, he'll have his work cut out Fantastic. for him. Old young uh, Matt Wahlberg. Yeah, so, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I've been hoping to see Matty wrestle for quite a while. So yeah. um, I thought he was at the Farley Dojo, but here yeah. he is making his MCW debut. And I think uh, his name alone is going to sell a lot of extra tickets. Lockie yeah. Hendricks isn't going to be there, is he? Well, be there, Lockie mate. will be there. They're, in, they're yeah. stable mates. Yeah, he's wrestling uh, Richie Taylor, mate. Matty, Matty so Wal- you'll be there cheering on Richie Taylor. Yeah, Matty sure. Wahlberg's a game changer. Yeah, no, I know. But I was hoping that Lockie wouldn't be there, but... No, he's he'll be in the, on until uh, ballroom brawl, mate. Oh. That's when he's taken off. So yeah, and the Philippe's are back. So we might try and get a photo opportunity with you and Lockie. Yeah, no, great. I look forward to that. Are you, you going to bring some signs like you did to that mayhem show you went to? No, I'll just to get two middle fingers. That'll be enough of a sign for him. No, fair enough. You'll understand. Right. Uh, upcoming shows: Saturday, June the eighth. PCW presents Ignition at Ferntree Gully. MCW tensions rising is happening at Thornbury Theatre. And we'll be there. Uh, so come and say hello. EPW in Perth have an open day at their training school. Register now and attend and start your professional wrestling journey. Sunday, June the 9th, PWA Green Label featuring the future stars of PWA, including Kai Drake and Sam Osborne. The show is at the Crowbar in Sydney. And Monday, June the 10th, of course, it is a public holiday, Queen's birthday 
holiday on Monday. PCW Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Tickets 15 bucks, including all-you-can-eat breakfast. Doors open at 9 o'clock. It's an early start. Well, yeah, well, in case someone like you comes and all-you-can-eat breakfast is only going to go no, so far. For 10 bucks. Well, so you just be getting bucks. home that time, so you might be able to make it. So what time does the wrestling start? I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I, you, I've given you all the information that I've got. It's never enough. If you have an idea for a podcast, contact mypodcasthouse.com or contact us here on the Turnbuckle through the Facebook page and we'll help you get to air. Now, I feel like Tony's been off his game tonight. Well, he had that weird thing with his computer last week and then it did something again here and then his phone went off. A lot of things happened. Then he fell asleep and said Lobo in his sleep. I I have no idea what that was about. (laughs) It's interesting, but... Bloody Tom Konecki. Uh, (laughs) Tune in next week, folks. We have got a cracking show coming your way. This Saturday, we're going to be heading out to the uh, MCW Tensions Rising show and interviewing, before the show, the Philippe the, Brothers. The Natural Classics. Yep. Yeah, which is going to be absolutely so amazing. They're fresh off their trip to uh, New Zealand where they trained for three months at the Farley Dojo. And that's a choice segue, bro, because we'll also be speaking to Bad Luck Farley. Exactly. So uh, next week's episode uh, is going to have a New Japan and Farley Dojo feel to it. Um, tune in. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. It's not bad, Tony. Like you got the the NXT tryout. Oh yeah, the WWE tryout this week yeah. with Cadman, and then next week get to see what the Farley Dojo is all about. Yeah. I've got a challenge for you, Tony. What's that? I dare you to make your usual New Zealand jokes to Farley. He's a big boy. <laughs> I think, I think he's bigger I, than Slade. Yeah. He's very, he scares me, Farley. Yeah. He scares. I, I think me. he'll have two words for you, Tony. When uh, if you do, so I'm not going to say him because I know it's weird on the podcast. But yeah, he'll probably <laughs> say him to you anyway, regardless if you're nice to him or not. I think. So. Hopefully, I don't ask him to say it. Yes, so. definitely. <laughs> so really looking forward to those two interviews for you next week, folks, and looking forward to seeing you. As we said, MCW tensions rising on the weekend, boys. Yeah, ca- everyone show. who says hi to Lyle, he'll buy them a beer. But I won't drive you home. I only have a ute. It's Welsh's seat, the passenger yeah. seat. I'd so. want to come in mine again. Yeah, we can do that. I feel like we. I've got four seats. I've got a, you can have a two, four door ute. As long as we make the stops when I need to be sick, that's fine. Well, mm. there was that one time. Yeah, there was that one time, wasn't I'd it? like to say it was only one time. <laughs> this uh, seems like we should be doing this off air. <laughs> we should be, and let's do that right now. Folks, uh, look forward to catching you again next week with what should be a massive show. This one was too. Thanks for joining us. Do it again soon. Bye for now. Where's that stop button? No, there really was that one time. I know. (laughs)